Please stand for the reading of the gospel. The scripture reading for today is from the gospel according to Matthew, chapter 22, beginning with the 34th verse. When the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together, and one of them, a lawyer, asked Jesus a question to test him. Teacher, which commandment in the law is the greatest? He said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the greatest and first commandment. And a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. This is the gospel of our Lord. Leon Bloy, he was a French novelist of the 19th and early 20th centuries. One of his books, he wrote the following words. The only real sadness, the only real failure, the only great tragedy in life is not to become a saint. It would seem that you and I, we can count uh, and list a number of great sadnesses and great failures and great tragedies in life, and yet he says the only great tragedy is not to become a saint. How can this be? I think what he means is that it's a great tragedy and the greatest tragedy because all of us Each one of us listening and in this space right now as Christian people, we all have the same calling to become saints. It is why God created you. It is why Jesus saved you. It is why the church exists. St. Paul in his letters, in one of them, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, he says that all of us as Christians are called to be saints. In his letter to the Ephesians, he says that God made us to be holy and blameless before him in love. You know, all of us have different abilities, we have different gifts, we have different talents, we have different personalities, but all of us share in the same call to become saints and to have missed this vocation to have let it slip from our fingers. That truly is the great tragedy in life. Sam Wells, he was the uh, former dean of Duke Chapel. He became the dean of Duke Chapel shortly after I graduated from seminary, but I remember he once compared our culture's love of heroes to God's love of the saints. And he says, and this is my paraphrase, that the hero in our culture is someone who makes a decisive intervention at just the right time. It makes everything turn out right. The hero is at the center of the story. A hero hates failure and never admits mistakes. But the saint 
he says, is seldom, if ever, the central character. The saint may be invisible, overlooked, often forgotten. Instead of courage and valor, what the saint cares about is faithfulness. And the saint is quick to acknowledge his or her failures, sins, and mistakes. Whereas the story of the hero is about the hero, the story of the saint is about God. Now we have such lofty caricatures of the saints, and what we tend to do is we elevate them so high that we excuse ourselves from reaching their heights. I think it was Dorothy Day in the 20th century. She was a fearless advocate for the poor. And people started calling her a saint. Oh, you're a saint. And she said, please don't call me a saint. I don't want to be dismissed so easily. (laughs) That's what we do. Now, the truth is that the saints are made of the same flesh and blood that you and I are made of. They have the same foibles. They are tempted by the same sins. The great difference between saints and the rest of us is that the saints have heard the words of Jesus They have read the pages of the Bible, and the saints all say, I'm all in. I am going to live my life this way. The saints all believe, truly believe, that you and I can do everything Jesus has commanded us. We can do it. Now, how often have you and I come across a passage of Scripture Maybe it's the passages of Scripture we've been reading over the last few weeks with Jesus' Sermon on the Mount, you know, where Jesus says something like, blessed are the pure in heart, or you know, love your enemies, make your life about mercy and not the pursuit of money and wealth. And how often do we hear passages of Scripture like that, especially when Jesus is speaking and we think, well, you know, that, that's impractical. That can't really be done. And yet millions of saints most of whom we have no idea who they are. We'll have to wait till we get to heaven to know who all the saints are. We just know just a fraction of the great saints. Millions of saints look at us when we say that and they say, what are you talking about? You can't do it. We did it. We obeyed the words of Jesus. Why can't you do this? Because you can. See, the saints all knew and they know that they cannot become holy They cannot become saints by their own strength. They cannot do it by their own initiative. What all the great saints that have ever lived did is that they gave Jesus Christ permission to let him live his life in them. Have you ever done that? Have you ever given Jesus permission? Have you said, Lord, I give you permission for you to live your life in me? That's all the saints did. The saints just surrendered their very will to Jesus. There was someone who once says that uh, when you and I, when we give something for God, when we give our money away for God, or when we give our clothes away for God, or if we give away our time for God, that's good. But when we do that, what we're doing is we're giving away what we have. But when you get to the point in your life when you give your very will to God... Not my will anymore, Lord, but your will be done. When you give your will to God, you are giving God everything you are. Not just what you have. 
And the saints all gave God everything that they are. You know, Jesus says in our lesson that the greatest of all the commandments of 613 in the Torah, the greatest commandment is to love God with everything you have. To love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all of your strength, and to put everything in that. It's a commandment, the Lord is saying, which means, everybody, becoming a saint, becoming someone who puts everything in to the love of God is the normal Christian life. It is not extraordinary to become a saint. Actually, it's what ordinary is supposed to look like. John Wesley, the founder of the Methodist Church, we talked about him over the last few weeks, John Wesley would say, yep, that's what's supposed to happen. You are supposed to become holier and holier in this life and filled with the love of God the more you cooperate with the Holy Spirit in your life. This is not extraordinary. Let us not think of this as extraordinary. This is par for the course if you put everything into the love of God. I think it was the sister of my great theological hero, St. Thomas Aquinas. I believe it was his sister who said to him one day, well, brother, how can I become a saint? And he says, easy. Will it. Desire it. Want it more than anything else. To become a saint, all you have to do is will to love what Jesus loves. What does Jesus love? This is not a mystery. Jesus has spelled it out for us in all the four Gospels. What does Jesus love? Well, he loves humility, he loves mercy, he loves forgiveness. He loves generosity, simplicity. He loves children. He loves compassion. He loves the poor, the scriptures. He loves the praise and worship of God. He loves the sick. He loves those who weep. He loves the just and he loves the peacemakers. All we have to do, everybody, is just love what Jesus loves. And maybe by extension, we despise, we hate what Jesus hates. What does Jesus hate? Well, he hates evil. He hates sin. He hates hypocrisy. He hates the mistreatment of others. He hates greediness. Just love what Jesus loves. Will it? <laughs> and you and I will become saints what God made us to be. You know, in just a few minutes, we're going to recite the names of the people who belong to our church whose lives ended in this world and now whose hope is in Christ for eternal life. I love this moment of the year, and it reminds us that we do not believe, as Christians, we do not believe in the separation of the saints. That's not what we confess. We confess in the communion of the saints. These people in the Lord are still with us. And I always think on this particular morning that the day 
is going to come when someone is going to recite my name. It could be next year. The day is going to come when someone's going to recite your name. This should be our hope. And on the day of our death, people will remember what you and I loved most in life. My brothers and sisters, let us will to put our all into the love of God. Let us give Jesus Christ permission to live his life in us. Let us become what God really made you and I and called you and I to be. Let us become saints.